Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash Startup Foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Startup Foundations today to register for free. Building your dream. Work-life balance. Scaling up. Discussing the topics that matter most to entrepreneurs. He's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. This is Dr. Elish Campbell. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane want to connect after the podcast you can find me at www.meetrivers.com all right everybody welcome to the startup canada podcast show i am in the beautiful city of fredericton new brunswick at the planet hatch uh, incubator where most of the podcast shows are done so big shout out to the team here at planet hatch for allowing us to be here and hosting us well you know there's the fun side there's the good side there's the good side the bad side and then there's the real ugly side and uh, my guest today gets to help us not get into that ugly 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 side um first of all by the way it was anti-corruption day on december December the 9th. And that's what we're talking about. And uh, and that's why we're thrilled to have today a senior corporate affairs analyst at Export Development Canada on the show. Mr. Justin Taylor leads anti-corruption due diligence and reputational risk analysis for transactions supported by EDC. While running their businesses in Canada, Canadian companies really face little risk of corruption. However, when small businesses go global and enter foreign markets, the risk of becoming victims of engaging in bribery or corruptions actually rises. Justin works with companies who are facing issues to help them understand their anti-corruption and and compliance practices and the steps they're taking to address business integrity issues in challenging markets. Today's show, we're going to talk to Justin about his role in Canada's fight against corruption and bribery and how he's protecting small business. Justin, welcome to 
to the show today. Thanks for having me. Dude, you got to have a cape. I mean, I can just, as I'm talking, <laughs> their fight against corruption and bribery to the rescue is Justin Taylor. I mean, really, that's awesome. I love it. The good guy saves the Canadian small businesses. Seriously, it's a, it's a, it's got to be a fascinating world that you uh, live in. And, and first of all, I, I want to talk about anti-corruption day, which was on December the 9th. Can you, can you give us a sense of, of two things? Why that day exists and two, what it is that you're, you know, the messaging that you're trying to, uh, or anti-corruption day, which you're a part of uh, delivering is, uh, is, uh, what is the messaging that you're trying to get across to, to small businesses? Well, anti-corruption day is really designed as an international day to raise awareness about the risks and impacts of bribery and corruption and to help businesses and Canadians and, you know, companies around the world figure out ways to try to combat bribery and corruption and reduce those impacts. Um, we're, you know, at EDC, we're taking it as an opportunity to raise awareness with our customers, to get out there and talk to folks, uh, and to better make sure that uh, people understand the risks and how they can avoid them. Yeah, well, talk to me about bribery and corruption. I mean, you know, I, I because you know, in the intro, we talked about how lucky we are in Canada to live in the uh, the business world we do and the protectionisms that are in place and so on, but. You know, bribery and corruption, I, you know, I'm thinking mafia, I'm thinking uh, the, the Netflix show, Narcos, all that kind <laughs> of stuff. I mean, those are visions we have through media, right? So, but can you, can you bring it down to, you know, what are you seeing with your customers that you're looking at protecting that is happening in bribery and corruption? Give us some examples of what is that? Well, first off, I I just want to remind us that corruption isn't something that happens outside of Canada. It happens all over okay. the world. And a couple of years ago, Canada went through a big crisis with the corruption scandal uh, in the corruption, sorry, in the construction sector in Quebec. Ah, so it's not something right. that just affects uh, companies Fair that are enough. operating abroad. It happens anytime you're dealing with a government official or government contracts. Um, and the, the types mm-hmm. of things that we see, you know, you hear in the media a lot about the giant corruption stories. So yeah. a, a big fat yeah. cat paid a big bribe to a politician to secure a huge contract. But bribery and corruption happens in much smaller scales too. In a lot of developing countries, you know, you got to pay a little bribe to get your import permit. You got to pay a little bribe Mm -hmm. to have your goods accepted at the port. You got to pay a little bribe to have them shipped. You got to pay a little bribe here, a little bribe there. And each one of those are sanctionable offenses um, that are illegal Mm -hmm. in Canada. And Canadian companies that are operating abroad really have to make sure that they understand who's representing them, who's acting on their behalf in foreign countries and that they really have tight controls to make sure that they're not exposed to legal risks. Yeah, that's very interesting. So when you're working with clients uh, through the EDC, um, what are what are some of the methodologies or best practices that you bring to them to help them identify the uh, the potential corruption and bribery uh, issues they might address? Well, face? Yeah, companies use all different models when they're expanding into developing markets. And often you're forced to hire an agent to help you to understand the context there, make some business connections and secure some deals. And that is the number one risk uh, that I would say Canadian companies faced is the agents that they deal with abroad. So it's really important for Canadian companies before they hire an agent that they have clear understanding of who this agent is, what their background is, whether they check out or not, uh, and make sure that they've got strong policies and controls to make sure that that agent isn't exposing them to illegal behaviors that could get them into risk. Sometimes we'll see situations where a really well-meaning company, you know, I've seen some great 
great Canadian exporters that are offering great products and, you know, great business people um, that they just don't have the right controls over either their employees that are operating in foreign markets or the agents that they work with. And all of a sudden, you know, the police come and knock in. It's reported that you paid a bribe here and the companies are often really surprised and shocked to find out. Uh, But at the end of the day, they didn't have the right controls. They didn't have the right training for their employees. Maybe they weren't aware of the laws and the risks, um, but it can cost them millions of dollars in legal fees. You can get debarred from ever quoting on uh, government contracts again. So the risks are real and can have a huge impact on Canadian companies. So when you say barred from uh, bidding on uh, on government contracts, so if I was caught, if one of my employees was caught in, um, I, I don't know, say it's a, uh, it's a, I don't know, say an Asian Asian country, uh, giving a bribe to an official, could that potentially come back that I couldn't actually bid on Canadian contracts because of being caught with the, that that situation in Asia? Well, it would really depend on the exact circumstances and what happened, uh, but the Canadian company does have a uh, sorry the Canadian government does have a blacklist um, where yes. companies that are found to be unethical they can't bid on Canadian government contracts uh, yes. the, the World Bank has debarment lists so if you're found to have uh. maybe uh paid a bribe on a World Bank contract or even um, been untruthful in your explanation about how funds will be used with the World Bank, you can get debarred from ever bidding on any contracts that are funded by the World Bank for five or 10 years. It really depends on on, um, how severe the situation was. What's the difference um, between bribery and corruption? Well, corruption is a really uh, general term. Um, it, it, it means the abuse of power that you were entrusted with uh, for mm-hmm. private gain. So corruption can take all kinds of different forms, but bribery is the most common form. And bribery is really when you offer an advantage or a benefit to someone to influence their actions and have them act against their instructions of their position. So when you're yeah. really giving someone a per- yes. personal benefit to get them to act against what they're supposed to be doing in their job. Um, And, you know, the vast majority of the time we talk about government bribery or public bribery, but commercial bribery happens too. So sometimes maybe the procurement guy at a company will say, well, you know, Uh, I need a little kickback to have your bid put through. Um, And, you know, bribery and corruption, it can be a very big thing or it can be a small thing. And in a lot of countries, the governments are very poor and sometimes they have a really hard time paying their own employees. So you'll have, you'll have government workers, you know, say uh, the municipal water guy takes a little bribe to make sure the water keeps flowing to your business because he's not paid by the government. So sometimes you're faced with these ethical dilemmas where you have government employees that are relying on these small facilitation payments, but that's a criminal activity here in Canada. So you really have to make sure that you're well aware of what the risks are uh, and that you're ready to deal with some of these ethical challenges in these markets. Yeah, well, because that seems to me between, a, you know, the proverbial rock and a hard place. Uh, I'm in the country. I need the water running. Uh, I know I'm going to have to, I'm doing something unethical, but also I need it to keep my business moving forward. <clears throat> and presuming it's it's water, you know, there's relevance to, the, to having water involved with your business. So, I mean, how do you, how do you um, uh, coach uh, somebody who's in that rock and hard place? Well, there's a bunch of great resources available and it's just a Google search away. So the OECD developed some guidance for small businesses on how to handle uh, corruption and how to minimize those risks. Uh There's some government resources also on um, 
Global Affairs Canada's website that can help you. Uh, and Export Development Canada, we have some resources as well on our website. But I, the, the key is education, making right. sure that you as a small business owner understand what the risks are and that your employees understand what is legal and what's illegal and what they should do when they encounter bribery and corruption. And like you said, you know, the reality is when you're operating in some of these countries, you'll be faced with these ethical dilemmas on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis. Mm -hmm. Your company should have a really clear way of reporting these concerns. You should have a, a whistleblower policy and a non-retaliation policy, and you should have a really strong tone from the top. So it's really important that management of your company repeats and reinforces the message that your company does not tolerate bribery and corruption, and that they must report that whenever they're faced with those kinds of dilemmas. And I, I think the last thing is making sure that you have clear enforcement, that there are consequences for engaging in bribery or corruption inside of your company. Because uh -huh. I've seen companies that have faced situations where they'll have one rogue employee acting abroad that is engaged in a corrupt practice. Maybe they paid a bribe to get a, a contract with a foreign government, or they paid a small facilitation payment. But the company's able to demonstrate that this was a one-off behavior, that they've got really strong systems in mm. place. And instead mm. of the government going after the company, they go after that one individual. So it's really important to make sure you've got the right systems in place. Do you, um, is there a, um, yeah, <laughs> is it, you know, you, you, you have co countries that are on the terrorist list. Is there, are there countries that have a heightened, um, uh, a reference for your clients so that, okay, I'm going to go to this country. That's a, that's an A on the corruption list. And this one's a C therefore your, uh, your approach might be differently. Do, do you have lists like that? Absolutely. Transparency International is one of the organizations that publishes what they call a corruption perception index. So it gives you a sense of the folks in that country, how much corruption do they perceive. And the World Bank has a couple of great lists as well that you can search on that give you a sense of the rule of law. So how, how much is the government controlling and how much do the courts and police enforce laws? Uh, and they also have a corruption index. So there's, there's many different resources that you can use and you really got to figure out for your business, what are the risks you're trying to target? When are you most exposed to corruption and what steps uh -huh. do you got to take? But I think that those external lists are a good first start. The next thing to yes. really think about is your business. When do you interact with government officials in uh, foreign countries? Uh -huh. So are you a small business that offers, you know, services to municipal governments in foreign countries? Uh, do you need to get permits when you're operating in those foreign countries? Do you maybe sell to larger government contracts? Um, those are all points at which there's a risk that someone could demand a bribe or someone could be paying a bribe on your behalf. And those are the points where you really got to make sure you got the right controls and that you understand what your people are doing on the ground there. You know, when I, we've talked to lawyers, we've talked to accountants, we've talked to, uh, you know, export uh, experts um, and bringing them into your team as you start to go outside the borders of Canada. Is, is there expertise available beyond the EDC that, uh, that Canadians can reach out to, to have them become part of their team to help to identify, one, identify, you know, the, the risk, but then also bring policies in place uh, for your company? Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of great resources. One um, organization that EDC partners with is called uh, Trace International. And they're a great organization that can help you vet any 
agents you use in foreign countries or any third parties that you're dealing with to make sure that they don't have a track record of bribery and corruption. And they also offer all kinds of services for training and controls and tracking of any payments that are made. So that's one resource. The other thing that you can use is EDC has foreign um, representatives in foreign markets. And so so does the government of Canada through the Trade Commissioner Uh, Service. Right. So before you partner with a foreign agent, check in with those organizations to see if they're clean and if they've got a good track record. Yeah, and there there are great resources around the around the planet that Canada puts in place to uh, to help their Canadian citizens and businesses. So I'm I'm glad you should reinforce that. It's not just about before you leave. You actually have got resources on the ground that know the background, know the uh, the inner workings of the operations of the of the country. So thank you for reinforcing that, uh, Justin. Um, you know my audience likes uh, listeners like stories. So uh, can you give us some examples of small businesses that have experienced corruption or bribery issues and you don't have to mention the names but this company experienced this and here's what happened and maybe just two examples that would be relevant to this audience which are which are you know a lot of them in this in the startup world the first five years in uh, in, in business yeah sure well um like you said i've got to be careful not to be disclosing confidential sure. customer yeah, information absolutely. but we yeah, worked with um, one company that um, they actually worked very closely with foreign governments to do transparency work so it was a great company that was doing great work and they had one employee that was located out there in a high risk market and this employee got caught up with the wrong people and found themselves paying a little bribe here, a little bribe there to make things happen. They were really, you know, focused on their results and on obtaining those contracts. Uh, But when it was discovered that bribes were paid to obtain these contracts, the contracts were canceled. They got debarred by that government from ever bidding on any other contracts. It triggered defaults under some of their loans. So they lost their working capital loan. And this company almost went bankrupt that on top of the cost of the legal fees to defend themselves, this company was really stuck in a hard place. And it was all because they didn't have good control over the, the individuals that were representing them in a, in a foreign country. So those, wow. those are really, um, it, it was a very sad example because it was a Canadian company that was doing great work. Their product was great. You know, they had really good business ethics here at home and the, the managers and owner of the company were really great, but they just were dealing with one bad apple. They didn't have the right tracking systems. They didn't have the right controls in place and they almost lost their company. Uh, wow. the, there's other examples that are really interesting. So, you know, when you're thinking about bribery and corruption, usually you're thinking about maybe envelopes envelopes full of cash that are being passed back and forth. Yeah. But, but sometimes you'll be dealing with, you know, um, foreign governments or, you know, local municipal governments where there's an indigenous leader. Um, this is one of the examples that we've seen where, you know, the indigenous leader was paid as a consultant to help uh, build relationships between the company. And in the end, it was found that those were actually bribes. There's other examples of where, you know, companies made donations to charities owned by an official's wife or sorry, not owned, run by a, a, an official's wife or um, maybe hired the son or daughter of an official in a foreign country, gave them an internship, thought they were offering them opportunities that was all above board. But in the end, it was found that those benefits influenced the decisions and those are those are illegal practices for Canadian companies. Um, it, you know, it, one thing I want, I want to be clear about, it's not just bribery that's illegal in Canada. 
it's conspiring to bribe is also illegal. Ah. So you don't even have to have passed that envelope full of cash. You just have to have discussed the possibility of paying a bribe. That's an illegal act here in Canada. So is cooking your books to cover up any of those types of payments. That's mm, illegal here in Canada. And just in October, Canada changed its laws to make those small facilitation payments so that, you know, the $100 here when you get pulled over on the side of the road by a cop uh, in a foreign country, those facilitation payments are now illegal. <laughs> as well. So it's a it's an involving environment where you really got to stay on top of things. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we need to take a very quick break, but we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints, from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. So um, I, I, want to, I want to help our audience just get started. And we talked about some, uh, started with this, this, you know, embracing this conversation as part of their operations. We talked about all the great resources that are out there. And yes, there's supports out there. But, you know, it's, it, as entrepreneurs, we go, okay. I don't know where to start, and so they don't do it. Is there, um, is there a you know a step one, two, three to get you started that uh, could help our our entrepreneurs? Absolutely. I think step one is to go to edc.ca. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yeah, love it. We've got two great documents. The first one's called Briber Beware, and it gives you a sense of what the risks are to um, engaging in bribery and corruption. And then there's another document that we call Keeping Corruption Out. And it's got some step-by-step instructions on the things you should do to make sure that you set up the right controls for your company. So it gives you a sense of what type of risks you should be looking for, what types of controls you should have in place. Um, but I would say that the number Number one and most important thing, it's not about having written policies. It's about having a culture within your organization that you reinforce that corruption is wrong and not acceptable for your company. Because you can have the best written policies in the world, but if they sit over on a shelf and it's not part of your culture within your company, then it doesn't have any impact and it really doesn't protect you against the risks. I, I look. I I think that's an aha moment of this conversation right there because we talk a lot about culture. You know, eating strategy uh, for companies and strategy is important, but ultimately you create that environment of integrity, values, principles that ultimately drive the business forward. And uh, whether you're in Fredericton, New Brunswick, or Zimbabwe, it still is no corruption is not accepted here. And here's how we're going to prevent it from happening. Because I mean, really corrupt. 
option could work within two individuals conspiring against the company right in right in your own organization. And uh, you know, uh, and you've got an HR issue there, not necessarily a criminal issue, but I think the whole aspect of culture is bang on that you reference that point. And we don't really talk about that. We talk about it more from a uh, a positive perspective, you know, engagement, uh, uh, positive reinforcement, things like that. But not not to, not to say that corruption is bad. But you know what? Sexual harassment is bad. Workplace safety is an issue that needs to be addressed. So why not corruption and bribery? I think uh, an awesome point you make there. Thank you. And in uh, with corruption nerds or anti-corruption nerds like me, we call it tone from the top. So really yeah. making sure that the senior leadership in your company sets a clear message to all employees that corruption is not acceptable, it's not tolerated, that it's illegal here in Canada, and that there are legal consequences and real consequences within the company. Like, you will be fired if you are found to yes. be engaged in these practices. So it's really important to demonstrate that tone from the top and to make sure your company management mm. echoes that all the okay. way down. Mm, I love it. Uh, Justin, uh, you know, when I'm listening to you, I sense a great passion for what it is that you do. You are engaged in one, the topic, two, the the issue, three, helping small businesses. How the hell did you get involved with this world? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I used to I used to run a small human rights organization in Toronto, and okay. uh, you know I really wanted to come back to Ottawa, and uh, I was recruited back to EDC, uh, and I really wanted to do something here with international, well, with Canadian companies that are working abroad to make sure that we're protecting human rights and the development and well being of individuals right. in these foreign countries, and things like corruption. You know, if you pay a bribe, if if the wrong company pays a bribe to get a contract and they build an unsafe building that ends up mm. collapsing. If, mm-hmm. um, you know, the wrong people get selected for the job, the wrong people get influenced and only the very rich in a company in, in a country end up enriching themselves. That's the result of bribery and corruption. So it was really right. important for me. You know, I, I know that Canadians have strong values. Uh, corruption is not something that we tolerate here within the country. Uh, and I wanted to do something to make sure to help the right Canadian companies succeed abroad with the right strategies. So that's really what drew me to doing this work. Um, I would like to for you to give a, a commercial shout out to EDC in general and the, the work that they're doing globally to to uh, help Canadian companies uh, minimize their potential risk of, uh, of, of I'll say it losing money, yeah. losing out on dollars and cents uh, because the the risk the 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 the, the, um, the, the anti corruption bribery uh, piece is is very much a component of protection. But can you give a a, a big shout out to what EDC does, because uh, I think it's an important piece of this of this offering. Absolutely. Well, we, we do a whole bunch of different things. It used to be that we only offered financing and insurance. And now more and right. more, we're getting into areas where we do matchmaking to help Canadian companies find the right buyer for their goods in some of these tougher markets. Uh, mm-hmm. We do, we offer products and services to make sure that, you know, when you're selling to a foreign buyer, you get paid. Um, we offer insurance against the risk of your foreign buyer just taking off and not paying you. If you've got a new contract you want to be bidding on abroad and you need some working capital, or maybe you need a bond for the bid, we can offer that. So we're really a one-stop shop for any Canadian company that is looking at doing business abroad and needs some help with working capital, financing solutions, advice, or connections. 
So, so when as listening to this, um, I'm in that answer, and thank you for that overview. I'm I'm thinking, okay, what's the difference between what EDC does and the trade commissions? We work really closely together. Um, the the right. big key difference is in a lot of these markets, EDC has offered uh, some of these large foreign companies. We give them loans um, to yes. help them with their working capital, and because we've got that in, because they're a customer of ours, and we've given them loans, they are willing to work with us to find Canadian suppliers to meet their needs. So we mm. work really closely with the trade commissioners in all the markets that we're present in, but we have um, a bit of a different approach to things because we're already doing commercial interaction with some of these foreign companies. Yeah, beautiful. Love it. And, and again, that collaborative piece, I see it uh, more and more uh, as, as I work with companies uh, across the country to help them build out their their platforms globally. And so, and, and, and it's true, their collaborative piece is so much there. And and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur in residence now for the province of New Brunswick. And, you know, coming on the inside, I now see a lot of great work happening. And I think government gets a lot it gets a bad rap sometimes because there's a lot of great great work that's happening with people that are passionate about helping and uh, and this conversation just uh, just reinforces that and and uh, thank you for the great work you've been doing but I have one more question for you before we uh, before we go I'm all ears. What's, your fa- what's your favorite movie oh my goodness <laughs> Oh, I I am not a movie person. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I am not a movie person. I am one of those people that can't sit still. Like I am fidgeting on okay. my chair right now. So sitting through a movie <laughs> makes me crazy. Uh, a lot like um, a lot of entrepreneurs that I met, uh, you know, sitting quietly in a room for two hours is torture. So yeah, I like to be work. up and moving around and doing 10 different things at once. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for the non-answer well, there. <laughs> well, that's okay. I, I love it. But I, I guess what, you know, I'm, I, uh, I remember I had the, the gentleman who was the VP of uh, fraud detection for MasterCard Canada yep. on, and I asked him the same thing because I'm wondering, you know, what are these dark people who hang out in these dark spaces? What do they watch for entertainment? You know, sound of music is something like that. Oh, that's it's funny. Total yeah. And so, uh, okay. So tell us what your, what's your favorite book? My favorite book, um, well, right now I'm reading, um, <laughs> I don't know that I can say this on the podcast. Oh, How, of course, you can say anything on this podcast. Uh, the Art of Not Giving an F. Um, yeah. it's, it's a I'm book that- I'm reading t- it myself. It's and great. It's F, 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 F. And asterisk, asterisk, U C That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it, man. The are not giving, and you don't have to say the word because it's not on the title, but the reference is there. How are you enjoying that book? I think it's great. It's, uh, you know, the title's a little bit misleading. It, it really, sure. it tries to get you to pay attention to what you are caring about and to focus on right. the important things and not sweating the small stuff. And, yeah. you know, I, I look at the people who've been successful. I, you know, I, I was very successful running this small charity. A lot of my friends are successful small business owners, and you really got to focus on what do you really care about? What are your core values? And, uh, you know, when you focus on those kinds of things, it's a real uh, useful guiding star to how you're going to be living your life and where you put your energy. So I got to say, I'm getting a kick out of that book. 
Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. A little funny story around that. My my son is 19. He's a social influencer. He's got, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of followers on social media. And so he's always looking for that creative edge. And he saw me in my living room with that book at reading. And he's just his dad. He says, can I just take a picture of that? <laughs> because he just thought that was such a great, funny representation of this, uh, of me as a dad. Oh, and, that's funny. Uh, yeah, isn't that funny? Just the creative piece of it. But but it's a it's 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 a, it's a lesson in creative writing where uh, where you're attracted to that and so that's that's awesome Justin that you've uh, you feel comfortable to be able to to tell that and it's a reinforcement <laughs> it's a wonderful book good for you well look my friend um uh, is there anything else that you would like to leave our our listeners with with uh, with with what you were doing or uh, any advice that you would like to give them as entrepreneurs um uh, you know the 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 last word is yours. Well, you know, I think the the bit of advice that I would give, we at EDC, we're trying to encourage Canadian companies to go grow and succeed abroad. So we're really trying right. to get you to think outside the box and to target markets that there's opportunities that you didn't know about before. Um, and there yes. are risks in those markets. But if you're well-informed and you think it through, you can succeed right. abroad. So I think bribery and corruption yeah. is one of those risks that can be really overwhelming and scary for a lot of businesses. But you just got to yes. think it through, come up with a plan yeah. on how you're going to handle the risk, just like any other risk you take on and move forward. Right. Yeah. Well, this is, and you're right. This is just another element of something that needs to be considered as you grow abroad. And I, I was reminded of another conversation that I, as you're talking here, uh, the guy says, look, if we don't go to them, they're coming to us. So all we're doing now is just giving a proper uh, planning process to people as they're planning to go ahead and go global that you need to consider corruption and uh, and bribery as, as, as part of that journey. So, uh, Justin, thank you so much for coming into the studio today we're uh, we're lucky to have you at edc keep on happening my friend thank you so so much have a great one thanks rivers thank you for joining us this week on the startup canada podcast a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business want access to resources and support to grow your business visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtags startup chats on twitter every wednesday and friday at 12 p.m eastern till next week i'm rivers corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode hey folks this is mark mcleod from SurePath capital partners and you're listening to the startup canada podcast with rivers corbett what are you seeing with regards to the investment climate in canada these days beyond obviously your own your own involvement very strong. Uh, there's lots of activity, kind of more startups than ever. Uh, Canada still remains very strong with early stage funding, with mm -hmm. really great seed investors like uh, Matt and Amit at, at Golden Ventures, as an example. My former team members are Real Ventures. You've got some Series A folks um, like Information Venture Partners, Relay. And, you know, for the first time ever, you know, some re some late stage folks, because it used to be you could raise your early stage capital here, but then you had to go to, to the U.S. to raise uh -huh. growth stage. But now you got Omer's kind of at all stages, Georgian Capital, which is exclusively growth stage. I used to, and you're, what I also see is there's 
more interest than ever from U.S. investors to you know come up here and invest. Right? Mm. You know, Union Square Ventures has three companies in the Toronto Waterloo corridor, and they're crushing it with all three. And I think the word's out that Canada is just a great place to build a software business. 